Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Unlimited Railworks Video Game Choo Choo's Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Rose, and uh, it's Valentine's, and we got we got uh, we got everyone here together instead to talk about anime. <laughs> but uh, we did have we did, two of two of two of our cohorts here did go out and about to see a film in theaters, which is pretty cool. That would be Maverick and John. Hi guys. Hey. Unfortunately, we didn't go together. Like actually at the same location. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would have been good. That would have been great. Yeah. When they, uh, boy. Mm-hmm. when they release like Kiyosa Giga in theaters, we can all go somehow. We'll, we'll, we'll find a way. Sure. Something like that. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that a little later. Elvie's also here. Hello, Elvie. Hello. I did not get to experience the movies. Uh- <laughs> Me either. I was going to go, but one of my friends who I wanted to go with uh, is still on season one of Kaguya, so I didn't want to like force him to, you know... <laughs> burn his way through two seasons of uh you know a comedy that i think like is wonderful but could definitely like you know rush down like that might not have the punch that it should mm-hmm. um but that's fine i'm sure it'll be on crunchyroll soon enough um but yeah um we'll talk about that in a little bit like i said because we're going to talk about a place further than the universe, which was a uh, studio madhouse anime from 2018 that was co-produced by Crunchyroll, which I think is like one of the major facts people know about it because you know they pushed it pretty hard. I think it, was that one of their first co-productions. See, I didn't realize that it was a uh, Crunchyroll co-production. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, that was never came up. That was, like, the main thing that I knew about it forever ago, that it was, like... Because if you go to, like, Crunchyroll on, like, a Roku, for example, uh, they're always pushing it super hard on, like, all of their little uh, categories that they make. That makes sense in hindsight. Yeah, it's, 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 like, it's like the same thing with... Uh, what was that Crunchyroll anime last? Uh, Tower of God, right? Where it's, like, yeah, this oh, is... yeah. That I mean, studio is making an anime, but their Crunchyroll's giving them the money. That, and it also was, like, in that moment where people got really into Manwa and, like, Webtoon for a second. Mm. It's weird that it didn't continue, but I feel like, you know, God of High School was, uh... Mm-hmm. Hmm. We, we've discussed all of these in mm-hmm. the past, I think. There was, was, a, the there was a moment of hype, yeah. and then... Woo-wee! Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think right now, uh... Yeah, right now I think it's it's Dongwa. It's China. Yeah, I was gonna in. say yeah, Dongwa. An interesting moment right now. We're not necessarily we're co-productions, but more like stuff like Billy Billy's just now like willing to distribute and yeah, it's stuff. great. Yeah, there's a lot of um. It's interesting. I know I've talked about it a lot, but there's a lot of Chinese games and stuff that it's been mm-hmm. great to see. Like they're also getting Steam yeah, Next yeah, Fest yeah. gets a ton of Chinese yeah. demos that are really a lot of them are really interesting. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool to see. I wish we could get that from Korea maybe a little more again. Uh-huh. But uh I'm sure I'm sure it'll happen in time. They're making s- Tower of God season 2 allegedly. Yeah, so. par- allegedly. So they got over that hurdle. Um but yeah, place further than the universe is uh not like the <laughs> it was an original TV anime. Uh 
And it's uh, about these four girls who make it their goal, or well, three of them make it their goal anyway, uh, to go to Antarctica. And uh, it's mainly about, like, let's say that there's this girl, Shirase, who uh, the main character, uh, Tamaki, meets. And she meets this girl who wants to go to Antarctica, basically, through some circumstances. And she's just like, you know what? I always wanted to mix things up in my life. So, sure, I'll help you. And then they meet some other girls. And eventually they go to Antarctica. And, uh, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff happens along the way. Um, so this this was a rewatch for you and Maverick Elfie? Was that? No. no you, I, you hadn't seen it either? No, I actually never really... Okay, okay. Um, I I remember trying to watch it, but I never really just got around to finishing it properly. Okay. So this this would technically I I would honestly consider this to be a fresh watch. <laughs> All right. Well, in fair enough, that's easy enough. Then do you want to do you want to start us off? Do you want to talk about what your thoughts are on a place sure. further than the universe? Um. Yeah, and I I kind of relayed that to 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 a lot of us in our like like our our anime group group huddle group chat. Yeah. Um. Where I felt like the series was 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 hearkening a lot of feelings and similar vibes to what I felt like were a trend of ch- coming of age stories in, in the early 2000s to the 2010s in which um in which like the young adolescent uh protagonist or protagonists you know a group of friends are always thrust upon this extraordinary journey that that's not really fantastical or magical at all but kind of fits in this weird realm of magical realism because it's like, why, why are a group of teenagers going to Antarctica? What, 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 what normal, what normal circumstance would enable you to just have that happen to you? And that very much does happen in this show in terms of like, well, what a coinky dink. Uh, this girl's got bucks. Uh, <laughs> let's just go. And of course that's simplifying what actually happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I reminded a lot, specifically a lot of Disney Channel stuff. Uh, and, and again, I keep bringing it up, but the Lizzie McGuire movie is insane. Yeah, no, like, uh, I think you, you really made me think about, like, yeah, that, that is a very good an- an- analog here to a degree. Like, I, I think this is better, <laughs> definitely, uh, than perhaps the Lizzie McGuire movie. No yeah, offense yeah, to Lizzie, um, but. Uh, yeah, like, those movies, uh, those movies, like, the Princess Diary, Diaries movies when, you know, one of Anne Hathaway's, like, big, like, um you know, spotlight on her when she was still younger. Um, you know, in that situation, she's just like, what? I'm, I'm related to royalty? Huh? And, and then, yeah, what's the way to this fictional country and goes through all that. The Lizzie McGuire movie, on the other hand, they go to the very real place of Rome. Uh, <laughs> I'm, re- I'm relaying this information in case no one knows what happened yeah. to the Lizzie McGuire movie. So, the, again, the Lizzie McGuire series on Disney Channel, which was very much just a slice of life, day-to-day teen school comedy thing. Uh, yeah, this just pretty much normal girl, and the whole whole thing about the show is that she has like an inner monologue car- cartoon character, and it's cute, all that. But then for some reason, the movie, which they treat as a finale to the series, they're they're like a public high school in California, I guess. Like I just assume like a lot of these, yeah, like some sort of fictionalized West Coast <laughs> high school. Um, their field trip, their senior field trip, is to go to fucking Rome for like a whole ass week, month. I don't know. I have never. I. I, I I don't, I, what normal high school does that? What? 
They are. Yeah, like for me, like there were like school. honors classes that had like yeah, you could pay a bunch of money saying. during the summer to go to right. Spain or something. Right. Like something that doesn't that. Yeah. Again. So. So, th- so this is the point I'm making. This is a real place that, yeah, possible, but is pretty extraordinary and not, you know, not feasible or realistic at all for, like, this just happening to, like, a group of teenagers. And, of course, on that trip, their lives change forever, so to speak. You know, in the movie, they, like, you know, like, Lizzie McGuire realizes her true love and all that. She meets, like, a Italian version of herself. <laughs> She, They're going there because it's also in time with a pop concert of some Italian pop singer. She and then and then in the end she ends up on stage with the Italian pop singer because she she I I I can summarize this whole movie I can go on about this movie but we're not talking about <laughs> yeah we're talking yeah maybe we're another episode we can <laughs> go watch that yeah but my point being this is what that series felt like like <laughs> it, it, it kind of the turnaround of like. Okay, we we, we we went we we for some reason need to go to this like far off place so distant from our actual reality for us to kinda have this coming of age transition in our lives. Um and in that regard talking about like how silly that whole subgenre of coming of age stories are, it it, it does kinda like show and magnify a bit of the issues like the series had and like what it was trying to, I think, um, not convey. I, I don't. That's not probably the right word. But I, I think, um, what I, I guess the tone of it, the tone of the series, is a little strange in that regard. That said, I, I think overall, yeah, it is a good series, and I see why it was so popular. But, you know, beyond beyond what we realize now, it might be a marketing push by Crunchyroll, right? Uh, <laughs> but um, for sure, I, I think that effectiveness of here's a story about uh, a teenager who's going through some sort of dilemma and then going off to a different place to find herself in a literal way. Um, you know, if we're going to specifically talk about uh, Shira say um, that makes all a lot of sense. That reads a lot. And I, and I, and I think looking at the series through that lens, like this is supposed to be a coming age story. That, that is where it kind of does get iffy over like whose story is this supposed to be? So right, we we get we get we start the first half of the series, which I think actually was done really well, and I think it was appropriate to do that. You know, focuses on they're still in Japan. Here's 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 our here's a starting point of our characters. Um, but you know, and then we reach the second half of the series where we're like, okay, they actually start going on the journey. They start going on both the emotional and literal physical journey to Antarctica, um, and and setting that up. Like I, I think that like was a very strong and I think good direction to take. But yeah, that's where it gets iffy. Where like we start introducing these other girls that are involved, and 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 the, the series starts off with uh, Tamaki, who who himself who 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 she herself I believe is supposed to be a foil to Shirase, who again were the main conflict. You know, you gotta you kind of have the main drama going on where like the reason they're going to Antarctica is to find her mom or to find the truth about what happened to her mom on this expedition trip that probably gone wrong. Um. And, um, you know, and that kind of leaves Tamaki's role over, like, okay, so why is she going on this? And, you know, she's just like, I, I, I want to do something new, I, I guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so those stakes are, are really off. And then the series goes on feeling the need to introduce these other two characters who kind of are, are kind of out of place. Because then you, you're setting up, like, 
the reasons for X and then and then the other reasons are giving are not so strong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where the series does lose its way in terms of like um, what who like yeah again who is the main character or like who are the main characters and um it it does feel disjointed in that regard you know and 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 that does hurt i think it's it's overall impact of what i wanted to do in the end so you know that's 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 sort of my overall feelings about the series that said like yeah i i think with a lot of the things that surrounded shirase um, and all of those things that pointed to her, like, yeah, like, I'm like, this girl's the main character. This girl is this, like, why didn't the series just focus on her and her, her journey? Um, and, um, yeah, it did it. And like, it tried to like lump in like all these other cast of characters we couldn't even name, uh, <laughs> yeah. and struggled to name. Um, and, uh, you know, we, you know, we were looking at the wiki page before this recording. Right. So like, it, it, it was just very funny to think about that. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it, it 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 feels very much like they wanted to do like a whole star-studded cast kind of situation. Like here's these group of friends, and here's all their different things. And for sure, again, thinking about like other like again coming of age stories, again Disney Channel, etc. And you know even Nickelodeon, right? Like all these all these kids networks try to do these original stories, or even stuff based on books. Like there's always this imbalance issue when it's like here's a group of friends, but then it's clear too. There's always that character that feels like the actual main character and the group of friends there are just like <laughs> the anchors and they're all just archetypes and and and, and that, that problem also shows itself here but in this case it also felt like a mislead especially with starting off with Tamaki and centering around her but then it felt like the real source of conflict and drama was Shirase in the end anyway to the very end and there wasn't really that overlap as to why they needed each other or why everyone else needed each other um so yeah, I, I I could see what they were trying to probably do, um, but I feel like it would have been a stronger series. I I, I want to say that about the series as well. I think I feel like the direction of it would have been much stronger if it was more focused and was more willing to be more minimalist with its cast. Um, I, I it definitely feels like we got to throw in all these characters here um, to kind of fill in gaps where they didn't need to um yeah i i felt that way minimalistically about a lot of the show i think like there's always something happening in the show like at at all times and i think like the best parts are when they they give time to like sort of sit there with something right in a way that's like yeah and, and and that would have been extremely poignant to emphasize because this is about going to Antarctica. This is about, like, that, that a job like that, you know, expedition cruise. Like, the whole, like, there's a whole theme about loneliness and feeling alone in the world and finding answers because you're so, you know, and finding your... And, like, more moments of silence, I think, would have resonated so much with a lot of kind of the character struggles that, you know, and again, specifically talking about Shirase, too, and her relationship. And, and, and yeah, to an extent, Tamaki, like... Like finding, you know, finding friendships and start, you know, like I, I think like if there were more moment, more of those quiet moments, especially with a more reduced cast, um, I think that that would have made a lot of sense and that would have helped the series a lot in in, in just yeah. resonating and repeating like the obvious themes it's going for. I um I actually found myself thinking like very specifically how our complaints with uh, Flowers of Evil, like the latter half of it especially is it has a lot of just nothingness happening, like a lot of like long shots and a lot of nothing. I, I almost thought that, that that would be better suited here. Um, 
in some respects, mm-hmm. especially when they're in Antarctica itself, you know, a very, yeah. very cold, empty place. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, it would have been a lot better to, you know, have those more long sweeping empty shots to reflect like the sort of vibes they're going for. Um, but yeah, Maverick, I, I do want to hear you since you, you did, this is your rewatch, uh, since I think you said you watched it when it was airing. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, you know, gr- greatest anime of all time. One of the one of those just standouts. <laughs> ten out of ten. No notes. I, I don't know where you're coming up with all these critiques. No notes, honestly. <laughs> no, I, I think ultimately, like this show really does have that push. I don't know, like I don't know why. As someone that watched it, and I, first off, I think we're all in agreement. Like, watch this show when you get the chance. Like, this is still end of the day like a should watch like have it on your list get to it at some point like it is for me it's a solid eight out of ten like Mm -hmm. just overall even with its hiccups and missteps it is still a consistent original anime that for the definitely knows what it wants to do with itself Mm -hmm. like and it has such a strong arm forward that way in comparison to a lot a lot of I would say things that work similarly with it. I'm also thinking about the fact that, you know, one of the things that we talked about as well was sort of like when it aired. Uh this aired winter of twenty eighteen, and when you look at twenty eighteen as a whole, uh, you have a lot of continuing series, you have a lot of series that definitely had their own marks it was the start of darling in the franks if you remember that (laughs) and so you see what sort of like came out at the end and you sort of like appraise what's left it's like this definitely had a boost i would say when you look back and just sort of like contextualize what was airing but also Eurocamp came out this year and i feel like if we're talking about the usage of space and timing if this series came out like a year or two after Eurocamp was already out, ten out of ten show because it would be more willing to play with the silence. Yeah, definitely. It would, it would be more willing to see like the breakout of another series that is so confident in what it wants to do because this isn't necessarily like a cute. It, I mean, it is a cute girls doing things show, but also. It's the fact that it's coming to a specific narrative conclusion. And, I mean, I don't know. Like, I look at it as well with the fact that I watched this after I got back from a semester abroad in Australia where, you know, immediately Tamaki's um, frame of reference is immediately something I could connect with where, Mm -hmm. you know... And and I think, too, like, it's easy to downplay sort of like, oh, yeah, we're in high school. But this is one of those moments where it's like it's the unspoken part of, oh, yeah, you're in your second year. Like, after that, you're going to have to figure out a job or if you're going to go to college. Adulthood is immediately on the onset. And so when we were talking about that, like, wasted, like, the very cliched um, passage of youth, that's still something that, like, to an extent, like, to as much as I can recognize why Tamaki would be desperate for anything, you know, it's not, 
like it's not oh it has to be that i'm going to work Antarctica. she was even she would have been content just skipping school she would have been content just going to the beach for a day and just doing a skip day but it's the ballooning and specifically seeing someone else so confident in this specific goal that it's like shit you know i'm gonna tag along here and see what comes out of it it might suck but also, I don't know unless I actually go ahead and follow through with it. And I think overall, the show does have a message of living without regrets. And, you know, as fantastical as it is, where it's like, we're going to get on this um, ice-breaking ship to get to Antarctica so that we can go and help like locate any piece of tech or passage that your um, dead mom left. So that we can have that closure. Like, it is ramped up to 10, no lie. But also, it could have been, you know, I'm going to spend a day just going off and, like, exploring Hokkaido. And maybe that'll let me say, I want to go to Hokkaido for college and a job. Like, I I think what helps is that this isn't the thing that makes Tamaki go, and now I'm going to be an Arctic researcher. Yeah. Because I think if it ended there, that would have sucked. Definitely. It's more so, you know, I have this memory. I have this experience. And I have these friends now. And, again, like, my other want would be for more definitive foils to Tamaki. Because Shirase and Tamaki work off of each other very well between, you know, unabound optimism because of the fact that there's no aim in my life. And... Like, this news has hit me so hard that I'm super fixated on this. And that doesn't mean that I'm skilled at everything I do. I suck ass at a lot of things. But if you're going to challenge me on this one absolute that I have, that's when my things are going to come out. Which is appreciative. Uh, Hinata and Yuzuki, the other companions that they make along the way, I think are still good roundings out of the cast. Because... You know, on one hand, this is still at least taking cues from, like, immediate analogs. Hiramari Sketch, Nanon Biori, uh, Lucky Star. You have the whole ensemble. You can't just have the two. Otherwise, you also have to make it a romance. or With air quotes, romance. But Hinata is this uh, teenager who is working at the convenience store. She uh, dropped out of school, but, you know, is has her equivalency certificate and is going to be taking exams so that she can still go to college. It's kind of whack that it does. Her whole thing is kind of just, I had to deal with senior bullshit and I decided to just leave. Like at no point should I say grin and bear the bullying that you're suffering. But But like, we didn't even see the bullying actually. Like she overheard like shit talk basically. Yeah, like, that was it. about that... the third years getting upset and, you know, this person that we see is so confident wouldn't have the gall to just say, hey, why didn't you just do better than me? And then proceed to still do the thing that the coach, you know, the person ultimately in charge of everything wanted to do. It's always funny when those things come up because I feel like if I were leading that situation to be like... It's cute, but also I want to win. So I'm going to put the person that I know can help us win. Yeah. 
if you wanted to have this memory, why didn't you just, you know, apply yourself? <laughs> but no, it's yeah, it it was it was. I think I said this to you, but like, in a in a world where we have so much anime that discusses bullying, and especially like knowing like. I obviously the discussion publicly was a lot after that about like how bad Japan's bullying was in like, you know, the last 20 years or so. Um, like the idea that this show couldn't even like create like a straw man <laughs> to like, exactly. Or like how like, is this so weird? It, it's not great when I'm thinking that's it. There's not even any <laughs> yeah. sense of like trauma or abuse. You just like pieced up, like like I said, like I I really think like it should have reflected on the to a larger problem of like why is that the thing that breaks her right like that is that's the type of character thing you want to look into like what is her home life like like what what else has gone on in her life that landed up here but like it's like nope this is all we get <laughs> yeah because like that could at least be, and there's hints of it somewhat where you get this idea of like you know the person that wants to make sure everything is okay because you can do it by yourself but. Ultimately, that's a facade that cracks because we're people. We need other people. The uh, travel episode does a really good job of that. And I think that where, like, um, Hinata loses her passport specifically because she gave it to Shirase and forgot so. <laughs> but leads to a lot of, like, not discommunication, but just, like, you know, pride is a very palpable thing as much as it's easy to wave it off in some cases. But it's an emotion it is a sensation that's felt and can be the root for a lot of decisions and so breaking through that barrier is important to learn especially at a young age um that happening before the episode where her track team kind of just comes by to say like hey we're sorry definitely feels like a weird like retread and for that to be the moment where she is just like hey fuck you <laughs> like it it felt weird. Yeah. And then Yuzuki, I don't mind. She has good one-liners, but it's like... In the same way, I wish like Hinata was focused more on this idea of being so self-reliant to a fault. Like, it would have been cool to see Yuzuki just be so numb to this idea of novelty. Because she's like a young idol, she's an actress, and... Again, there's hints of it. There's moments of it where it's like, oh, um, I have to do this dumb drama after we go and um, dock and finish up our part of the expedition. And by the end of it, she finds out that she has a fan on the deck who is like very excited for what she's putting out. Which like, oh, cool. You know, I have a one-to-one -one with what I'm actually doing and the fans that are actually like taking account of all that. It's not just noise to me anymore. But I think it would have been fun to sort of like roll that in even further with someone who's just like so disillusioned with the idea that like, oh, wow, we're going to Singapore and Australia before we head to the Antarctic. And then only in it being like such a shit show because of the fact that you're on a boat for so long, does that sensation come back in? Like those are my immediate notes for how Tinasa and Yusuke could have been made tighter overall. Yeah. I think um, that that's a great like lead in for. I wrote a bunch of notes uh, for for myself for this so that I would remember exactly what my thinking was, and um, I think I went off about this in the group chat. But 
I think if this show redid episodes four and five and uh, had a lot more time, I think it would have done wonders for what they were doing. Obviously, that's like the fate of a lot of original anime mm-hmm. is it's being made as it goes, you know, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, genuinely, um, my biggest problem with this show that really ended up like making me a little more aggressive about it uh than i would have been otherwise was uh, there's this entire arc with uh megami who is mm-hmm. uh tamaki's friend that is there's no reason for it to exist like straight up it it doesn't add anything to the plot it doesn't like intermingle with any of the ideas that the show is laying down um it wastes a lot of time uh where megami is basically you know like I guess spreading lies about her to create, again, they're not tangibly showing bullying, right? Again, they're not like tangibly showing like consequences of these actions. They're just saying they're happening. Um, and it ends up with this weird arc where she's like, I don't know. We're not friends, but really like we are, I don't, it was very weird. It's that thing where it's like, you know, I want to cut it off because I still want to feel like I have control here. Yeah. I'm also recognizing that like you're growing up and I don't like that because I've liked to feel better than like, again, if there's any semblance of, Hey, uh, career choices are coming up or college picks are coming up what did you do oh man i don't know i've been too busy gaming all summer wow can't can't believe that here's my like if there was at least this idea that megumi like did have everything planned out even if she didn't you know if she was at least able to lie enough to say like eh, here's what i'll scribble down for like a major and a college and it's just like the general college that everyone goes to to do whatever else like that is at least a difference between the two people of wanting to keep up the charade that everything's fine when, you know, uncertainty is like the thing that is so shaky or like scary about all this. And then just genuinely uh, flustered, but is at least like truthful enough when there is something that is pushing her in a direction. Cause I think that again, that's the dichotomy I think they want. But then in actual execution, there's breadcrumbs that lead into it. And it relies a lot on, I think, the animation. It relies on suckers like me that like the combination of the voice delivery. And, like, it is acted well, I would say. But if I really did come, like, when we were here dissecting, it's like, yeah, no, there could have been more to build on it. It could have been done in karaoke, even. (laughs) Yeah, like yeah, you you offered that as like it could have happened at karaoke, but I, and I think I think that would have been made it a lot better. But I just don't think it needed to happen at all. Um, yeah, unless it unless it was actually going to reflect on this idea of Tamaki like sort of going through the motions of life, in a sense, which like you could read that subtext into what's shown, but it is not important really. They kind of touch back on it, where it's like you know, oh yeah, I still text her. And yeah. I'm not gonna lie, that that actually did hit me <laughs> some uh-huh. type of way of just like, yeah, I could text people again. I could reach mm-hmm. out more. And and then you know at the end, uh, surprise, Megumi went on her own trip to the Arctic. Yeah, that that was insane. I that was insane. I don't know why she did that, but you know what? Sure. I mean, hey, if you want to go check out the Northern Lights, that yeah. 
Probably went to like Iceland or something. Um, See, that'll be the difference. Uh, like Tamaki goes on a whole shipbreaker cruise, and then Megumi's like, "What can I do in Reykjavik?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, you said you were saying the, uh, the the voice work for that scene, but I, I'd say in general the voice work is great here. They have Kanahana's yeah. off. You know, they have like Saori Hayami. They have everyone who would be in a show like this, basically. Uh, and they're all really good. They all have a lot of great affectations. Um, I think, like, my prevailing problem with the show was that rather than have those moments of, you know, emptiness or, like, reflection or stop, they fill it with a lot of shoujo trope bits mm. that, like, really undermine what I think is, like, really smart writing. I think there's a lot of, like, smart ideas in the show and an emotional core that is very strong, and they're constantly just like whittling at away at it by just having these weird, like relics of a genre that they don't need to be beholden to. Of like, like that, like like the fight with her friend, like the like entire episode where like ultimately it was about Shirase connecting with Gein, the the cap the you know the leader of the project. But it was still, like, we have to introduce this via, like, a dude has a crush on her or whatever. Like, yeah. why does yeah. this matter? Like, it's never I going... It's going to come up as one joke again <laughs> They don't later. say any names. No man has a name here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's also something that frustrates me because it's like, I get it. This is a, you know, fundamentally not a cute girls doing cute girls thing, but they're still going for it in a way. So there's no guys. And it's just like... Let I mean, all, like, even then, it's like you look at other cute girls doing cute things shows, and they, you can still have some of them. I mean, yeah. again, it's funny that in Bochi's case, you, her dad physically does not have a face. Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, Yuru Camp, you at least get um, Rin's grandpa. Yeah. The families in Yuru Camp, too, were actually emphasized as pretty, pretty present, I, I felt. Like, I think especially towards the the recent stuff of it, like... But yeah, I think uh, that's another thing that I have a note here that I have written down. Uh, Tamaki's family frustrated me uh, a great deal at the beginning. Um, I don't think they knew what they were doing with it. I think that in a series where like it's very important to this this girl Shirase that she you know tries to figure out her feelings about her mother over the course of the series, um, it's insane to have this absolutely fake manga family basically that she has um <laughs> where her mom is evil i guess but not it's just a joke or whatever uh, yeah and like lets yeah. her just go to antarctica with like barely any like actual meaningful discussion between them like this idea of like like i'm sorry like maybe i'm just insane but if my child was like i want to go to antarctica i think we would have a long form discussion not just okay do good on your tests like that's crazy. Like, it's going to fucking Disneyland or something. Yeah, like, no, like, again, tinges of, like, edges of realism there, where it's not the actual, like, it's not the fucking, I've got you at knife point yeah, scene, but, but, like, the, uh, oh, God, your room's a mess, everything's going, like, and it's like, you know, worry. L- love can be represented as worry sometimes, and when you write it well, you can feel that. But, but here it's just relying on the shoujo manga joke stuff, right? Exactly. Like, just like it, yeah. It's and, like, we can't just have her living alone. We need to be able to show the dynamic until we have to, like, until she can go off and, like, set sail. Yeah. 
Um, similarly, uh, what Shiraishi's uh, problems with friendship, I think, are her strongest point. I think that's a good point to have in a show like this, of like mm-hmm. struggling to, especially in, as like a child actor type character. Oh yeah, that's so uh, well done. Very well done, realistic stuff. Like, I think the way that they just completely ignore it for the rest of the series after they leave is frustrating because of how like effective it was i think her her conversation still later in like episode 10 i think where she's like wait you are all best friends when was that decided i must have fucked up or something like i thought that was great like that's like a a good emotional conversation but it's like i feel like there there is a world where it's like she can be a foil to Shirase in a sense where like her mom's alive and she's like very frustrated by her in a way. Like, I think that is an angle that could have been explored there because her mom is just sort of like this weird controlling force that they then just ignore in the end. Um, there's a lot of dropped ideas throughout the thing. I think, um, let me see. What else did I write down here? Um, in general, I wanted more of them in Antarctica. The fact that there are penguins in episode 12 only is insane. Or 13, right. sorry. Episode 13. Yep. Um, Fucked up. I didn't want them to like go hard in on the science. I just wanted them to do a lot more menial tasks that could then... Um, yeah, hear, hear what I said specifically. Um, with... Uh, oh my god, why can I never remember? There's so many names. Track girl. Uh, oh, Hinata. <laughs> Hinata. So Hinata... I think it would have been a lot more meaningful if her problems were coming from her hearing someone like very casually shit talk her or something about something she was doing on the trip wrong. And then that would trigger her into a memory sequence or something like that. Um, I think in general, like having more focus on like things you are continuing to do, like explain or help you find context for your problems in the past would be better. Um, I thought it was insane that those three girls that she apparently hadn't talked to in a year somehow knew to get in touch for the Antarctica uh, live stream communication. Yeah, I, I figure it would have been some sort of like... I think the implication was that it was posted on the convenience store. Yeah. Like but... when she comes back and like, oh, the manager like is welcoming me back awesome yeah but like but no that's definitely such a reach just and it's unnecessary also is like my point like of just like like i think that there are ways to naturally bring it out through what they're doing over there in a way that would have made it more compelling i think there there is a real lack of integration between these two ideas and i think it is effective to have this idea of like it is ultimately a means to an end right for the point of the story of like coming of age stuff finding yourself whatever it's like it's not about like the fact that they are in Antarctica, but I think you, you can still use the setting in a way that they don't. Um, I think some of the most effective stuff is when they are dealing with the adults consistently. I think this show does a good job of reflecting like real life anxieties, but not like, like severe anxieties, like Bochi or something, but like realistic, like, like the travel episode, right. Or just the consistent thing of the idea of like, you're constantly hearing like this thing or we're going somewhere and it feels too good to be true. So we're going to believe every single thing where people are saying the project is failing. We don't have money. It's not going to happen. They're going to send us back home. Like all this stuff, you know, over and over again. I think that part's really good. They they nail that 
Yeah. I like when it um it revels in these small moments. Like the fact that like um Sheridan's first words when she steps foot in Antarctica aren't something profound. It's just in your face. Like it, Yeah. Cause nah, those like I can definitely point to the moments where it's like, you know, I can be proud, I can be, you know, so like um profound with this moment but first and foremost fuck the haters yeah for real <laughs> no definitely i i again i think shira says the best character easily i i can understand why tamaki is the main character but i think shira say should have been really I, like i feel like having that level of distance helps amplify her more because if we got more interiority I think it would have started to wane a bit. I could definitely see that. I I just think like it should have gone further for an ensemble than if not one main because I I do I just don't think Tamaki cut it for me. Yeah. As like a she's very much she is serving a purpose, you know, like she is she is she felt like a narrative object to me more than a character who you get to learn how and why she is doing the things she's doing. Like, I, I think that was, that was the core of my frustration for a lot of this is similar to the Lizzie McGuire th- movie thing where uh, <laughs> they get to go to Rome, right? It was the same thing yes. of like, this girl gets to do this amazing thing and she doesn't even want to, mm-hmm. you know, like, this idea of like, and, and that's fine. That's like, everyone should be able to. But it was, like, this idea of, like, having to be, like, like, she doesn't even care about Antarctica, really. Like, mm-hmm. and, and that was that was definitely frustrating for me as a main character. Like, I, I, I think it's saved a little by her, like, obviously being a very empathetic person and wanting to support others. And, like, her support of Shirase, like, really consistently being really good. But it was something that definitely like kept this show from like really hitting for me um that said obviously like i think like in episode 12 episode 12 is fantastic uh sure everything with shirase's resolution to her stuff is like really great and realistic like i've i've experienced a very similar thing to shirase when she's going through her laptop uh that that her mom left in that cave uh world's strongest laptop by the way (laughs) Holy shit, yeah. The battery is made of, like... That drip. That battery is, like, the fucking, <laughs> like, unobtainium battery that... <laughs> when you go to Antarctica, you need the best laptop. Yeah. You know, also, case. small thing, <laughs> their cell plan, crazy. I don't know if they explained it, yeah, I, like, at yeah. any point. I don't think they did, because I was, like, trying to pay attention. And uh, my understanding is you have to get a satellite phone... Yes. like relay type deal yeah they, set up when you when people do like remote field work like that yeah you're in the fucking middle of nowhere it, no yeah, way you'd get instant special... texts and like re- yeah. read notifications and stuff <laughs> which is fine it's totally fine i was just thinking like god damn they have like a really good cell plan <laughs> they got that 6g there. yeah yeah <laughs> um no, yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah. Again, not to bring up the Lizzie McGuire movie, but no, yeah. Again, the, the, the crazy polarizing thing about that movie—not polarizing. Again, that movie's insane fun. It's whatever, but if you think about it too hard, yeah, it, it's jarring because again, in the actual series, they don't do anything insane like that. They don't go like anywhere 
like they don't have insane trips like like these are again it's just a totally normal down to earth like teen comedy slice of white teen comedy and like so the movie is just like this bizarre grandiose thing that like oh yeah we got we got to ship these kids off and you know which again another weird commonality for i think a lot of like kids entertainment around that point in time where like you got the series again normal down to earth pretty believable setup uh and setting and then for some reason the finale the series finale or movie has to do something insane like we like we got we gotta we gotta take these kids to space like how else are we gonna say yeah. you know um and and for sure like it it, it feels it, it feels that way here too when what you were just talking about with Tamaki and um how Huh, like did she you know like the question of like does she deserve that payoff like was she <laughs> like why did we need to go that far um yeah for sure it's it, it was just very strange vibes to me um yeah uh i can definitely see why like if you're able to not like not get frustrated by that like this would be just wholly like really really good but it was just like that that uh, though all those little things like ended up making me be like you know that was good it was it was good. There are parts of it that I really like, but I I do really get frustrated when I ha- when I like see like you know this could have been better because of X Y. But that's the life of a fucking analyze critic, whatever, right? Like that's that's what we do. Burden with the gift of sight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John, sorry to keep you away for so long. I do want to hear your thoughts as well. Um. It's kind of hard to say because it, y'all kind of just covered everything. I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I too, just thought it was okay. Um, what did you think about the lunch lady? She was nice, I, I guess. I, I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. I, I don't really have too much to say about it. Like, I just thought it was fine. Like, I don't know. I, I, I had seen so many people saying that this was like, one of the best animes that ever seen and i was just like it's it's okay it's fine it's it's good i liked it but i'm never gonna like watch it again i'm not really gonna think too hard about it ever again yeah yeah i i think what maverick said about like really its place in that season is definitely why it has so much like like, like, if you hadn't seen an amazing anime all year, let's say, and then you saw this, I could definitely see, like, conflating it a little more in your mind, but... I don't know. I, I think the way that anime is being released these days and how we're just being flooded by shit, and even, like, the true classics that are coming out lately are still kind of getting, like, forgotten as time goes on. Like, fucking Mob Psycho just ended, and, you know, like... I think that's, like, legit one of the best shows I've ever seen, period. And, you know, like, it's just kind of, be like, you know, like, people talk a little bit about it, but it's not getting as, like, high a regard as I think it should it should have. But, you know, like, I, I just think that, that anime releases today are, are so fucked up that it's hard to really recognize what's really great. Um, but I guess maybe at the same time, maybe... It's also hard to not to to see what isn't like sensational masterpiece work because again I just thought it was okay. Mhm. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too mean. No, like I I agree with you of like this idea of like even if I can see like the merits in this it was like 
there is that there was that knee jerk for me extremely like immediately of like this is what everyone said was amazing you know like uh, and like the more i think about it it's like yeah like i can see why a lot of people thought it was great and especially it's probably easier when you're watching week to week i think um robin my wife was talking about it in a way that i i I really uh, made a lot of sense to me of like when you're watching that week to week when it hasn't finished you have this vibe of like anything could happen in this show um and when it's completed and it's done and you know that it has an ending you're aware of like broad strokes of what had happened so then it feels like a lot less fantastical in the way that like i could totally see a sense of wonder from its original airing oh definitely like at, like <clears throat> it didn't happen or i i joked about it you know that first episode where everything's going on and like the first like insert music sting and i'm just like oh god they're getting back to me oh no <laughs> i i am immediately back in 2018 just bawling my eyes out over just like the set piece and like it it would be that moment where it's like i better not hear that guitar towing oh i'm hearing it oh no it's coming and whatever happens but but also it's like you know i i can i I think about the fact that i'm sitting here like wow what a great show and then six years pass and only now do i come back and watch it again even though like yeah like it, it is easily one of the most peddled things on Crunchyroll whenever I log on. If I if I open Crunchyroll right now, will it show up? Uh, if I open the VRV app every single time without fail, it is on the front page. Okay, yeah, it's right there. It's around. It's somewhere. You can always find it somewhere. <laughs> I'm sorry if you go to popular, it's probably there somewhere. Right. <laughs> But, um, yeah. It it is good to come back to this wanting to get more insight. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, I think that really is, like, getting into it, like, there really is this idea of, like, it's crazy to think about the difference between watching something week to week or, like, playing a game as soon as it comes out versus like playing it later or watching it later. Like it really is just a completely different vibe. And like, there are like, you know, classics, like I said earlier, kiss a giga, you know, that's a great one where like, I felt like that was amazing the first time we, well, whenever we all watched that for the show. Um, but like, it's still a different experience, you know, this idea of like, what is going to happen with this original series? And like, that is definitely a point in this show's favor for me to keep me from being like super aggressive is like, this is a good original anime. <laughs> like, yeah, we, I'm always beating the drum of the fucking aquarium. Anime is the worst thing I've ever seen. Maybe <laughs> like I, it would, it would have been very easy for this to be nonsensical. And in a, in a sense, this is almost too sensical in a lot of stuff. Like it's a little too like down to earth. Uh, but I think it's I think it's great with that stuff, and I'm st- just glad that like I wish this was what like if we're being forced to have seven million anime every season, can we like at least have more stuff like this? 
yeah is like really but like obviously the this is a cause and effect right like we're not getting any of that because there's a million anime coming out they're all working on all these like adaptations and stuff but it's i really would like more stuff like this to exist in the world um but yeah, let me let me let me just double check my notes real quick to see if there was anything else weird I wanted to say. I oh, why did that guy have a CD for her to sign? It is 2018, and they went to Antarctica. He could only bring limited amounts of things. He brought the CD. How did he know Does she he was going to be CD there? Player. Why doesn't he have an iPod? How did he know? Oh. Yeah, I mean, maybe he didn't know. It was just sheer chance. I think in general they don't do enough with her being an idol. If Japan is the last bastion of the CD. If we're going to be real here. <laughs> okay, you're probably yeah. right. There is this focus on physicality, right, over there. I, yeah, I did forget buy about DVDs. Yeah, and there's... So actively buy DVDs, and, like, that is part of the push. Yeah, I mean, all idol stuff is entirely derived on, like, you buy the most merch, right? So... Yeah. Yeah, fair um, enough. I, I think a lot about the sequence before they fully go to Antarctica, where they're, like, in the exhibit... And my mind immediately went back to Asteroid and Love. <laughs> yeah, okay. And they had the exact same sequence yeah. in that series. Except in Asteroid and Love, it really made that look way worse. Because in Asteroid and Love, like, they did the same technique, though, in in this series. In a place where they did the same technique where the, a lot of the backgrounds were clearly, like, photos of the actual exhibit. I bet they went on location to photos of. But they stylistically, like... You know, they probably traced over it, but I don't know. Or it could have been just really good draftsmanship, but they clearly looked like reference from an actual photo. In Asteroid in Love, they clearly just put a filter. They didn't put yeah. <laughs> They sure did. <laughs> they sure did. I think it was the exact same exhibit. I think so. And now that you say that, I think you are correct. Yes. <laughs> what a... Oh my god! I you know that, my oh my god! You know that is a, that is a point in the show's favor again. Of it's not like <laughs> Asteroid in Love, where it's like this nonsensical thing that doesn't accomplish anything. Yeah, again, a weird like science end result that doesn't really happen. But like, yeah, those, those girls don't even hold. They do hold hands. They have, those girls hold hands so many times. Yeah. That. This it was the it was it was the most heterosexual gay series. Yeah, <laughs> it was so upsetting. It was insane. <laughs> I I really do wish that there had been more moments like the very ending when they're all watching the northern or southern lights. I yeah. guess the aurora borealis. I think oh, the yeah. show just Actually, needed Antarctica more specific things. Like you yeah, say, like why the fuck were the penguins only the, peng- the last? And she loves the on? penguins. Like she, she loves fucking loves them. I like GPOY. Like what? What was going on? Why? <laughs> where was? <laughs> Like, just not actually showing, like, a hands-on, why are these people here? You know, like, very strange. Like, so many science camp, basically, opportunities that they didn't really do. Um, And again, if they had just removed episode four and five, and they just mm -hmm. got to Antarctica quicker. (laughs) I think, think, yeah, that that was the main thing I was just thinking about the entire time. It's just, like, if this just had a little bit more on the tail end. Because the second half is a lot better than the first half like immediately like it it is a big step up as soon as they i would say as soon as they get on the boat like there's a real shift um and i i wish that it had more in that back half but yeah um all right i i guess that is uh that is that as it were um did we want to move on then to the show Mm -hmm. proper Mm mm-hmm 
Okie dokie. Anybody uh, shout outs anything out? Uh, I mean, wait, yeah, we do have a question. Sorry. Okay. I'm a little out of it. That's okay. Um, all right. Yeah, if you want to send in a question, you can go to videogamechoochoo.tumblr.com slash ask. You'll sound like this. <clears throat> Century Punk asks, Antarctica, or no, this is not an ask. I'm sorry. This is a, this is a, uh, that's more, fine. more yeah. a, it's a, a reply. Okay. An opinion. Yeah. Yes. Um, Antarctica anime had some of the best storyboarding and scene composition I've ever seen in a TV show, but I feel some of that masterclass quality worked against itself when the show often devolved into very anime tropey storylines. I think if the main character had any perspective for us to see the world through, it would have been more interesting. She was so boring. Shirase, though, is a great, was a great real character. Was, was great. What a real character. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah. Um, I agree. <laughs> I think uh, I I I do realize like like through talking with Maverick a little more, I can can see the value in Tamaki definitely. But again, it's more so that like I can recognize that you know I was pointing at Tamaki and going, she's just, <laughs> just like just like real, yeah, for real. Fair enough. Like yeah, like, as soon as you said, I was like, okay, fair. <laughs> yeah, like well, no, because for me, it's like you know I was going through college and then. There was a point where I kind of like, I think I kind of maybe hate my friends right now. I mm-hmm. need to do something to distance myself. Oh, I have the option to go to Australia. I'm going to take that option. And, and, you know, this is also in the middle of like working out my feelings of like the Trump administration just popping off and a lot of other like th- there were so many like things juggling around but ultimately came back to this idea of like you know i want to do something and at least be comfortable in saying that i did it not regretting that i what regardless of whether or not it was a good or bad experience being able to say i did it and tamaki providing that perspective you know is good it does it make for the most compelling character no of course not but does it make for a frame of reference that is like something that is not often like looked at. Yeah, definitely. I think that harkens back to like Rose's complaint about like Tamaki's fa- like family dynamics like was not really yeah well developed. Yeah, like if that w- I think like if that was fleshed out more, I think that really gives a lot of give to her character now that you describe it, basically being an avatar for someone to kind of see themselves in. But for sure, she's definitely already miles above like most of the vanilla. Slice bread and exactly. characters and like other anime anyway. Yeah. <laughs> she does actually have a personality, but for sure, I think I think like more oomph to like some of these struggles that we I I personally also feel like we're not executed in a way that I think really emphasized like oh, okay she she's like a vessel for like anyone who's kind of like who any anyone who's in this adolescent stage too that I can see that yeah and, and I think it's also good that like for the most part it's a vision that isn't just kept to adolescents like this is a whole ship made out of people who were on that expedition three years ago, and it's like, I don't know what I'm doing right now. I have a day job. I have an experience, but it's like, I want to go continue this. I, I don't want to think about... Well, like, there's the character who is actively in, like, agony because of the fact that she's away from her boyfriend, but she's still there choosing to go and continue this because, like, you know, that push and pull of... 
influence in terms of like what when you want to go and do something can still have a greater effect to everything else going on. Mm-hmm. And it, it's nice that it doesn't belittle that experience and instead highlights that everyone is a little fucked up to want to do this. But also for the stuff that really matters, you do kind of kind of have to be a little fucked up. Mm-hmm. For sure. Rip to Tamaki's bangs, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really, really just... Oh, I did this. That makes so much sense. All right. That was a place further than the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we can talk a little bit about... Uh, you guys went to go see... Uh, Kaguya Love is War. Is it first kiss that lasts forever? Was that what it was called or something? like that uh the first kiss that never ends there we go that's it uh yeah how how was it i i saw you say that was basically just a long episode john which is sort of what i i figured would be the case yeah it was just pretty much a long episode um i don't know i probably have to rewatch it though um but it was it was good from what i can recall um it was more the romance aspect than the comedy aspect so you know mm-hmm. it, it was still funny like i there were definitely still some 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 laughs but it definitely wasn't like a complete like it wasn't like a back to back jokes it was it was more it was a bit more serious um Uh, I I don't I don't I don't know I don't know what else to say. That's okay, Maverick. What did? What are your takes? What are your thoughts? I really enjoyed it. So, to give a little bit of context, this is one of the. Uh, this is like a sequel film. Uh, think Boogan Train. Think. God, what else is doing that lately? Um, the upcoming iterations of I guess the Haiku uh, series are doing mm. this where. Rather than just be like a compilation movie or a completely original story that's non-canon, they're choosing to adapt a particular moment or set of chapters and make that the next installment before, you know, the following series continuation. And here is the uh, arc, a very crucial one, but also one I think that works well with the format of a movie where we're just past the school festival and also spoilers for Kaguya-sama, but I mean, watch Kaguya-sama if you haven't already. It's a great, fun show. The manga also as well. Like, knowing what comes up after this movie has me really excited with how they're going to handle it. But, um, basically, after the school festival where Kaguya kissed uh, Shinomiya, with tongue. That's the important part. You can't forget that she slipped uh, some tongue in there. Uh, Shiragane. Shiragane, thank you. <laughs> she tongued herself. You know, sometimes... I wouldn't put it past her. That would be a realistic arc for her, I think, also. But yeah, Kaguya uh, slips a little, a little adult love into uh, Shiragane and... As a result of that, 
um, panics so hard that she reverts into little Kaguya, who is just the the super deformed version of herself that is just in agony over the events. But this all is um, in service of the main crux of this arc, where because of Kaguya's upbringing, she has had to make so many different personas and iterations of herself in order to just cope with being the daughter, not successor, but daughter to the um, to an entire conglomerate like powerhouse and the expectations put forth by being the sole lady in that powerhouse. And uh, like the conflict between that and having to come ac- like come across these very benign feelings or not benign but just like um you know very goofy and comedic stylings like the whole crux of what makes the show so fun is the fact that the this expected member of society doesn't know how like anything works and doesn't know how to actually do anything but is still wanting to engage in a regular relationship that brushes up to a point where um, ultimately she reverts back to like who she was before meeting Shiragane, this very like cold and distant person. And it feeds to this, the, the whole issue then is now like, can um, you still find love with like the parts of a person that you don't want to show all the time? And it also leads a lot to like um, Shiragane's, um, situation. I, I think like it's the first time that we really delve into his family life and what sort of like builds a lot of his character, and also getting to the fact that you know after this point, like the show is forever changed. No longer is it a back and forth um, game of cat and mouse. Dynamics are changing in a lot of spaces. Honestly, there, there's a bit of that, um, which. I'll get to it in a moment, but overall, like, whatever comes after this, one, I'm excited for as someone that's already read the manga, and it gets into some Oron territory in terms of just the audacity of how they develop stuff, but two, I, I think it's good whenever a rom-com is able to continue, like, getting the couple together isn't the end, it's old, only going to be setting up additional stakes and additional um, world-building, character-building that'll lead to whatever the culmination truly has to become for that story. And it's good that Kaguya is one of those that manages to escape, you know, ending once the first kiss is there. It's the first kiss that never ends because they're also making sure you see more than just, you know, we're happy now. I still haven't finished the manga itself, but I think that, you know, I, I'm excited to see more of it ad- adapted because I think there should be more, uh, you know, quote-unquote romance anime like Kaguya. I think it has a lot of, the, you know, right ideas behind it, even when it's being jokey about it all. Obviously, like, the show, I feel like, the, you know, the, the the manga, the series, gets a little more serious now, but... It still does, yeah, but again, it, it's in that way where it's like, it's serious, but in the construct of where it's set, yeah, where you have these, where you have just this like 
billionaire company in a school full of social elites. Like, there's a grounding, but then it'll still have fun. Like, we're getting to the point where the dad becomes a YouTuber. (laughs) Yeah, so good. So fucking good. Like, here we get a little bit where he's a psychic. And they do some of that. It's also interesting the way that for this adaptation, they lean more into the um, Kaguya and Shiragani side of things. Because, concurrent to all this, there's actually some building of just the dynamics for the other members of the student council. And specifically, like, there's this other Christmas party that's going on that um, the treasurer and the secretary come into. Ino and Ishigami get invited to it because Ishigami's crush, uh, Subasa invites him over. He already, like, accidentally giving this conceit of like oh like uh in three months you can uh tell me how you feel because what he really means is oh in three months we can go watch the cherry blossoms they're pretty good at around that time like ishigami might one of my faves but like we only get bits and pieces and i'm curious if that's going to be the crux for whatever the actual like anime series that follows up is going to focus on because it definitely does not get into the specifics and their story then also leads into a lot of like character introductions and scene uh like stylistic choices there's a lot but i think choosing to cap it at we got to be able to like definitively say Kaguya and Shinomiya, or sorry, Kaguya and Shiragane are a couple now. Yeah. I think that was a smart move. I I think really the thing I love about Kaguya is also is like a weaker Kaguya would have made that the actual end of the series. Um, but they're smarter than that. I think, I think in general, like Kaguya maintaining its tone after this event and then like keeping itself itself is like really good. And that's sort of like what I mean of like what I like about it being a romance work like that is just like, there's such a focus in romance media that this idea of like, you, you, you accomplished the goal, you, you, you finished it. Now it's done. And now everything's going to be completely different or whatever, but it's not, you know, it's just an adaptation. I mean, what's good is that as well, like, um, it escapes the idea of happily ever after because it really goes in and this idea of like, oh no, you're just one other link in this greater network. How do you then work with the rest of the network? Yeah. That leads to some really fun stuff. Again, like that is where it gets kooky in a really fun way. Cool. I'm excited to finally see that whenever it comes out on the streaming surface, which will just be Crunchyroll because I'm sure they organize this themselves. Or oh yeah, they had their little uh, logo in there. Mm. Makes sense. John, I mean, uh, John, what are some of the movie trailers that you got? Uh, I I didn't get any as soon as as soon as I got there, it started. Oh right, you got yeah. there a little fast. Oh, you missed it. Well, no, there, there there weren't there weren't there were like no trailers beforehand. Like I like, oh really? No, yeah, they didn't do trailers at all. Wow. wow. Where where? Oh, you missed out on uh, 
what I assume is going to be making the cycle is Woody Harrelson training a group of uh, disabled basketball athletes. Uh, and the trailer has two instances of going, well, they're just a bunch of, hey, that's a not good word to use here in 2023. What? Twice. Whoa. Holy Whoa. smokes. Well, what would you expect from Woody Harrelson? I don't know. Not that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I, I can't believe they're still making like motivational sports movies like that. Or like, is that what the pre- why in twenty? Okay. I mean, you can make um, a more of you can make the motivational sports movie, but it depends. Like, um, Sandler no, and Hustle. Why were- <laughs> his was sure. like a different yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, um. But yeah, I I, I I get that too. Like, I I feel like any like anime screenings I've seen, I, and I guess because like they're always in like some sort of special theater, like yeah. I see for instance, you know. Uh, so there aren't really trailers before it, if not just like a reel of like ads for that venue, you know, or local events. Um, I so I guess oh it depends. my god, you you Did reminded so- me though. Next month we're getting a Shinkai like, I forget the name of it oh, already. Really? Mm. And then, oh yeah, and then in April <laughs> we're getting a chair anime. <sighs> oh boy! Anime. I still can't get that, over finding that was a trailer. Yeah, for the chair, for the chair, it, it's the it's a movie. It's the chair the movie. Next Shinkai project. Oh, it yeah, it's the next. Movie. It's the next actual yeah. Shinkai one. I I cannot get over finding out that that was supposed to be a Yuri one, and someone told him that lesbians don't sell, so he said okay and changed it. <laughs> I like like the cowardice on that man. No respect. No dignity. <laughs> Not that I want a Yuri chair anime movie, to be clear. I know, no, but... I, I know what you mean. I <laughs> like that said, I wouldn't trust him. With no, I wouldn't Yuri either. Chair. But it's yeah, no, it's, I think it's I think this message. is better for everyone. It is. It is. Um, <laughs> um, Again, I love I love your name, but this, that man does indeed have a very big yeah, brain. I think. Uh, <laughs> I, I, here's the thing: it's like, and I, I you, totally, you, I totally actually agree with a lot of people's criticisms of Shinkai. You can make <laughs> well, it that's once. The thing, like, yeah, your name I can still like hold somewhat dearly. When I watched Weathering with you, oh. I, I avoided that. You're just like, I, dude, I, you need to get over like, her. <laughs> like, oh god. Uh, it, and also climate change. I I don't know what's going on there. It, climate if, change was invented. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what's going on in the movie. And I just heard things, and I'm like, I'm I'm not gonna touch it. If there were ever something that we wanted to do, not as like you know the monthly, but as like a straight up, we need to like record our reactions to this. Weathering with you is a top one of those. Yeah, Um, but for sure he's a name. I think that he he's he's a he's a great artist, but probably should not be a writer or you know one of those men who like you got yeah you You need to rein him in. (laughs) You got to bring a woman in here. Bring her in. Where is she? (laughs) I feel (laughs) I feel like almost all of Japanese auteur culture. (laughs) I mean, like worldwide auteur culture could be solved by we need to bring a woman in here. You, you know who made the story for uh, further than the universe? A woman. Yeah, it's again. Yeah. You can tell. I think. No, yeah. Again, the girls are fine. I think it's like they're. Uh, it's it's the direction that's, mm-hmm. that was. It's, it's standard story pratfalls, not weirdo stuff that you'd. Uh... Yes, they were pretty normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's not a weird fetish going on with. Them. Right. <laughs> um. Elvie, would you like to talk yeah. about one of yeah, your... Speaking sh- of weird fetishes. Yeah, you want to talk about uh, weird fetishes. Would, Go right ahead. Uh, with, with, you know, with time with staying, I think I need to talk about the most insane thing 
I've I've been I've been watching, and I think I now need to commit watching too. Um, that that you know, it's one of the new the new series of the the past uh, season, right? Where a lot of series are now kind of like almost near their halfway point, right? If they're twelve to thirteen episode core, right? Um, this uh, rom com. Uh, though, though there's not a lot of comedy elements so far. I, I don't know what's going on here. I guess this is shoujo. Uh, the angel or show. I don't know. What, what would you categorize these things anyway these days, right? The angel next door spo- spoils me rotten. Um, it's based on a light novel. Um, I don't know if the light novel is ongoing or not, but it's based on a light novel. Uh, again, you got this archetypal story. It takes place in a high school. You got these two high school students. Boy meets girl. Girl meets boy. Will they fall in love? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and the story starts off with this, with, with, with our, with our, I'm not even going to bother with their names. This is a boy and this is a girl. Huh. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. All you need to know. Um, and it's raining and he, he sees, he sees basically the popular girl, like the, basically the, like, oh, you know, she, and I don't know if popular is the right word. There's a particular type of girl, like in, in anime and like what they keep describing, like, the high school archetype, right? She's the popular, but she, you know, she's like refined. She's graceful. Like people respect her a lot. Like, Oh my gosh, you know, all the girl, all the girls love her and want to be her friend or more than a friend. Oh, you know? <laughs> and, um, he, he's, he, she's just out in the cold and he gives her an umbrella like, Oh sweet. How cute. And she remembers that, you know, next day they're onto their own lives. They kind of imply he's like a schmuck. Like he's like, ah, you know, he, 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 but not really. Like, he's just like, whatever. He's like a below average. He's not even a below. He's just an average guy. I don't know what they're, yeah. He, but anyway, he's just someone who's like a wallflower. He doesn't want to be noticed. He's just the, he is very much the guy who sit. Yeah. He's the guy who sits in that corner desk by the window, that shot, that, that's it. That's it. He doesn't want to be noticed. Right. Um, but then as a result of his encounter with the popular girl, like, he got sick. He got a cold. Achoo. Because, yeah, a cold just magically appears the next day, as as it works, from being in the rain. Um, and um, he's fucked up and sick. So then he's, yeah, so then after that, he's, like, bedridden. He can't really go to school. And then the fucking girl... Uh, she she just shows up in his apartment. He he like you know he 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 goes into his sick sleepness whatever. He wakes up. She's just over him. She somehow got in his apartment. She somehow got in his bedroom. <laughs> they don't explain it. And he's like, huh. huh, weird. Why are you here? He's not panicked at all. He's like, sure, okay. And she's like, I have to help you. I have to return the favor and help you out. I feel so bad for you. Look at you. You're miserable. Look at you sad little puppy thing. I'm going to clean your apartment. This this bitch goes full domesticated mode. <laughs> Helping this guy out. I'm starting to laugh because I'm hysterical about this. It's like, what is going She just got in his apartment. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> like, okay. Anyway, this is literally the rest of the show. She's like... I, you're, you were so nice to me. I gotta like help you out. And he's like, no, don't help me out. And I'm not, and not even in like a resistant kind of way. He's just like, I don't get why this girl is so nice to me kind of way. And he, and she's just going to his apartment, cleaning his house. 
and helping him shop for groceries. Like, like in, in the, like, and, and, and at some point, like, they kind of do raise. This is kind of weird. Can we stop be, and actually it was more like a perception thing, not less of like him questioning, why is she like this? But more like, what do people see us? What do people see me, this loser guy with this popular girl in public in the grocery, in the family mart, you know, the Japan 7-Eleven, right? Like, uh, and then she's like, oh, okay, I'll stop. But then she visits him again anyway, and she almost trips on his mess. And she's like, see, this is why I need to help you, because I got to clean and help your mess. So anyway, this whole series is about men needing moms <laughs> to clean up after them. That's the whole series. This whole series is like this girl, this pretty girl just helping this loser. And again, he's not even really a fucking, he's just a normal guy who like once in a while, his room is a mess. Oh no, you know, I get it. Some days it do be like that. Some days it's just a mess. But she really is just like, I'm going to help him in his apartment every day because he needs my help. And then, of course, like, they slowly reveal her background. Like, she's, like, a rich girl, and she's like, well, we always had a housekeeper, and I was never given this opportunity. You know, it's like, what? <laughs> this whole series is a trad wife series. <laughs> there is no, like, and, 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 like, to top it all off, like, okay, you do you. Sure, this is a weird what if a nice girl just helped me clean up my mess thing? Like, but these two characters have no personalities. <laughs> and that's what makes that's it That's very worse. weird. Like, what, why did it get made? <laughs> that's what makes it worse. These are the Toradora motherfuckers. But what if those two had no personality? Yeah, what if nothing was going on? What, what if nothing was going on? A couple episodes in, everyone's like, oh my God, dude, are you dating? And he's like, no. <laughs> and, and then everyone else around him is like, what? Yeah, everyone else is trying to, everyone uh. else has a personality but these two. Everyone else is like, what is going on? Yo, that's wild. She went to your house and he's like, no. You know, there's like, he has, no, he has nothing at all to, like, it is so insane. And then she's just here as her one dimensional, I have to help him cleaning fair. It's, it's, <laughs> It's, I'm losing my mind. It's like so, and I'm gonna still watch it. Like I'm like, what else? What else is this series not gonna do? It is truly buck wild. It's the antithesis um, to like um, <laughs> America's favorite reality show that is now airing on Fox, as I learned from the Super Bowl. Farmer wants a wife. Farmer wants a wife. I've Farmer also learned about this. Oh my god, that shows that. Oh my god, I'm gonna watch that too. Like that insane. <laughs> of course what you is, are. <laughs> what yeah. Is going on in well, here's the thing: we got an episode like after the Super Bowl. <laughs> we watched an episode of fucking Next Level Chef, and that was oh my god. <laughs> my friend Gordon Ramsay does not need to do anything else anymore. Like he had his time. He needs to. He needs to take a break and have some anger. <laughs> we were kind of there, just asking about the premise, and then we get a bit where. Anime. Uh, I mean, it's kind of food worthy, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Go, no, go I ahead, guess. go ahead. The, the conceit is you have this, like, platform in the middle of, like, this three-tiered kitchen. Because you have the bottom kitchen, the middle kitchen, and the top kitchen. Top kitchen is fine. It's great. Middle kitchen definitively has, like, the best lighting. And so, like, that's where Gordon Ramsay is, naturally. But, um... Yeah, that's the highest level of heaven or something. I don't know. <laughs> not middle, surprisingly, has it, like... <laughs> you, you, like, his, his gray hair, like gets a nice little sheen to it but mm -hmm. um 
Like, you know, not the best stuff, not the worst stuff. Bottom kitchen is just, like, heat lamps. It's all yellow, and it's, like, <laughs> made to look like this fucking, like, pigsty. But not really. But, um... The, the um... The center of ingredients, like the pedestal, like, descends down through the tower. And then it's, uh-huh. like, um... Top uh, top kitchen, you have this much time to get to your ingredients, and then when time's up, it'll just go down. <laughs> and so, like, if you're in the middle of grabbing something, it'll be like, "Oh no, I can't get it," and it'll keep going through. And then, um, whenever you have to finish your dish, it goes top up. And so, like, um, oh, you have like bottom uh, bottom kitchen, you have five seconds to put your meals on the center of the dish to get judged and everyone's like rushing to get stuff in middle kitchen they have like 15 seconds and then i think like top kitchen has like a whole minute to get their stuff in but then there's some in the middle kitchen that like was delaying because they were like trying to get their shrimp looking right and so they just toss it in and it just ruins like it and like another plate like we popped off and we're like oh no (laughs) that's anime to me Mm mm-hmm yeah, and, and, and this show doesn't have that. This show doesn't have any highs or lows. It's just this girl who's like, I need to help this boy. And then that's every episode. That's literally every episode. And, and like, in such a way that is, like, nothing. Like, he's not even... He, there's nothing wrong with him. <laughs> She's just doing so much just to say, oh, I like this guy. I think I have a... Cra-. She is doing way too much. Like, I... <laughs> And not in such a way where, like, I, like, when I saw this, I also laughed at myself. I was like, oh, my God, yeah. Like, again, thinking about, like, a lot of other people in my life and myself and as a woman, like, oh, my God, yeah. There were times in my life where I was, like, doing too much for a guy that I didn't need to do much for. Mm-hmm. That wasn't even that. She, this man is literally okay. This boy is doing fine. She, he's not hurting her. She's not, yeah. It is very silly. And from my read of, like, this being based on a light novel, there's also, like, there's like also like it's 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 it was it was right it was a piece of writing that is so dependent on like I think the monologue and the main character where that sure. personality is lost in the series, but regardless, like it is it is it is truly. <laughs> I don't. It's weird to say this is the craziest series I've seen <laughs> out of everything. That's like this is crazy. No, this is crazy because it, it is a nothing series. Yeah, it's it, like it's like how does this get this made? Exist? Yeah, like. <laughs> What, what, like, it's not just like, you could find a million light novels like this, I'm sure, but it's like, this got oh, an yeah. anime adaptation, and you're like, right. why, why, it's, it's, well, what? And, and, and you know, like, and, and my recollection too of watching something like Tony Kawa to the moon, where we're like, oh yeah, it's a, it, it, there's the similar feel of like, yeah, sure, this is just a whatever fluffy light series about a couple where they're not really doing anything, there's no sex, but at least Tony Kawa too will actually, they had personality, like, and there was that whole, like, <clears throat> you know, carry on a stick. Like, is there something supernatural going on with this girl? Is she like, you know, and then they had a whole cast of other characters too that were kind of also fulfilling like a lot of these different characters, you know, like personalities and like some mini stakes that happened indeed along the way in, in that a series like that. This truly is just like, what if I had a girl like that? You know, wish that were me for real, right? You know, like it just, it, it just, it is very silly. It is very silly. Um, but then the guy isn't even like, I wish I had that girl. He's just like, yeah, he's no, just he's like, just okay. Like, why is she showing up to my apartment? Yeah, why is she still there? <laughs> yes. Elvie, are you excited for Tony Kawa season two? I saw I, that it I was heard, I, 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 Yeah, I realized it has. I, I, I don't know. They're really, they're really, oh man. 
I think there is a movie too. I could be wrong. I there think was you, a special. The, I there was see, a special, yeah. yes. There was a special, and I think nothing happens in that too, and I probably should watch it though anyway. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, Will they say she's from the moon, finally? No. Uh, probably not, no. <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess I, I, a damning indictment for the anime industry right there with this show, I think. Like, this, we really need to fucking put a. I don't know. We need to tighten the nozzle. We need to tighten the faucet of the anime industry and make it stop just literally letting anything come out. Um, I So I'm just going to real quick just say, I, I know I said one of my guilty pleasures that I was going to watch this season was Misfit at Demon King Academy. I'm just going to say it's great. I'm just going to say if you ever, if you are a person who likes to be tuny, if you think that that most cool thing is when like someone teleports behind someone and is like, hey, you thought you won, then this is the show for you. They come up with so many new and inventive ways to do it every week. Um, episode four had this really incredible scene where they were forced to all take a test and they all took a test and uh, they were able to just pass because... All, or they all got a perfect score because all of their answers could be interpreted as correct or whatever. And the main character says the line, you really thought that we couldn't get a perfect score <laughs> with all the wrong answers or something like that. And it was just like, fuck. Everything is like that in that show. It's just nonstop. Like, you, what? You, you didn't think that I'm the coolest guy ever? And maybe if you don't like that sort of thing, it'd be pretty annoying. But I think it's fucking funny every time. <laughs> uh really enjoyable show that you don't have to use any brain power for i highly recommend that maverick you started uh reading i did yeah wow Picked tell up me a about book that for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> you just oh, learned how to read yeah no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> wow. yeah. they call me the winston of choo choo <laughs> 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 uh, no, but yeah, yeah. I'm curious to see what, what what did you what did you just pick up? Uh, it's Valentine's Day. I'm miserable. I'm alone. I'm a little salty about it because everyone's got flowers here in New York City. I picked uh-huh. up How Do We a Relationship, <laughs> the whole Yuri manga that's literally about what if two lesbians fell in love in college? Yeah, I've heard, heard things of this series that are generally positive. It's good. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> No, so the conceit is um, you have two college students, uh, Miwa and Kaose, I want to say. And Miwa, for a lot of her life, you know, has been aware that she likes women. She is interested in dating women in college, feels like the chance for her to really explore that. And she's curious about joining clubs. She ends up joining, like, a band club, which... I need to double check on because like I sort of just read through the first volume today because I had like a slow day at work. I was trying to get through the second volume and it was like when things started to pick up a little bit. And so from my understanding, this is a club basically made out of like various bands that want to connect and get together or at least have like a central connection point of like, you know, hey, we're all here at college trying to get this gig set up going. Why don't we support one another? Which it's cool. I like that idea. And so here, um, Miwa and Kaosa end up joining up with three other guys. And 
in the middle of doing all this, uh, you know, as will often happen, everyone's like, wow, Miwa, you're so cute. Like, um, are you seeing anybody? Is Like, under, like, I mean, it never, from what I see, like, it's very even-handed about just this idea that, like, you know, if you're a bunch of young people, how do you ultimately, like, toe the line of wanting to find someone out in a regular way, like, non-romantic, but then also in romantic ways, highlighting the fact that a lot of it is very heteronormative, where if there is an attractive woman, like, a guy's first thought, again, assuming that we're talking about all cis-het men, will probably be like, is she single? Is she someone that I could potentially date? But it's not presenting it in a way where it's, like, you know, outwardly creepy, more so this is the role that folks in society often have to play. And so if you're not playing that role in particular, how does that roll out? And uh, Kyle kind of just helps out with being able to help her pivot out of that. And that's where Mule realizes like, oh, you're also gay. Uh, and in the moment, they're kind of just like, hey, do you want to go out? And the rest of this manga, from what I can tell is really just an extensive look at these two characters learning how to fall in love with one another after, like, I mean, you have two gay, like, you have two people that are in a relationship that is, at this point, if not taboo, just very rare, depending on the situation. And, again, I'm at least playing around with it in my head, just based on the amount of non cis het romances I'm aware of in my life, both immediately and just going around and like living my life. But wanting to highlight in a way where like part of that is that there is a lot of like inherent trauma or difficulty with communication, with understanding that even if it's not like, you know, as it gets better, you have people in your corner, you have an understanding about how things work. There's still a lot of things that are just ultimately down to learning how to talk through this thing that you might even realize is an issue or is something that comes up. And really is just taking its time to explore that. I got into it after I just saw like several people in our server I'm a part of process it and... Again, like, I'm coming at this as a cis-het man, and so when I see piles upon piles of spoilered images and spoiler texts that are, like, talking about how they're dying over what's going on, I get that that's a barometer for good, but then I'm also just, like, going through this first volume, and it's like, yeah, I dig this. Because I also dig its depiction of not <laughs> the couple, um... In particular, the manmates have their own things going on where one of them is in a committed, like, high school relationship. Or, like, is um, lasting since high school and is now, like, um, transferring into college. There's another guy in there who we get a little bit of, like, th there's a scene that once these band members find out that uh, Miwa and Kaosei are, hanging, like, uh, going out, then they're kind of just, like, um, taking stock of that and... You know, you have one uh, character who, to an extent, is still 
learning to get over it, but it's not working out, which I get just as like the reality of if you're into someone and just having to let that die out, which can be difficult. You have someone else who is trying to be very like um, enthusiastic and supportive because he wasn't able to be that for a friend of his in high school who did come out as gay to him, who did have that support and just didn't know how to actually like provide additional help or additional support. Because if you're never actually exposed to like diversity in your life, it can be hard to not even just like, you know, from a point of hatred, even just what do I do next with this information? And I think it's good at juggling that because then you, you do have other characters where there might be an angle of, you know, homophobia, potentially. There might be an angle of like, oh, what exactly is your relationship between you two? Is there a reason for that? Those are characters that I'm starting to recognize and come into contact as well. There's another character, and as I'm learning all these names, maybe by the time that I actually finish the series, I can be more retroactive on this. But for one of them, it's like, you know, I'm cool with everything because I don't know if I really want love. And not to say that, like, it's purely from an asexual point, but more so just this idea that, like, you know, it's easier to not bother with it. But then mm-hmm. the moment it comes up, God, does it hurt if things don't go out as planned, which I, I think I just really appreciate the way that the writing is so personal, but no one is ever like an abject villain. More so just the reality that like you have to live each day is the closest thing to a villain here. But it still has a lot of fun. Sounds good. I had been meaning to read it and it I will not say that I'm putting it at the top of my list, but I'm if you're able to read it, like, let me put it this way. I know a lot of people who read Yuri stuff, um, and uh, that means that their standards are not exactly something I trust, let's say, if you get what I'm saying. Uh, so hearing your, like, not, you know, outsider in quotation marks perspective, as it were, um, it doesn't definitely shy makes more away from, like. It doesn't shy away from the fact that these are two characters that want to have sex or are learning to have sex. Mm-hmm. If anything, the first volume is about, okay, we're both college-aged you know, people in a relationship. Even if you're not well-versed in this, like, do you, is this something you want to do? Is this something that you're interested in? How do we go about it? And what are the steps? Like it's good that like it doesn't shy away from the reality like some people are horny kai say outwardly is like if not in the first volume then in the second volume she's just like dude i just get horny like when i saw you all i can think about are, are your boobs and like it's hard for me to not steer away from that but also i don't want that to be everything of our relationship but also please get that like that is something that i do need to recognize like it doesn't shy away from the fact that there is a physical aspect to a relationship like there are moments toward like the last chapter um in volume one they're in a love hotel getting ready to like you know do it and a lot of the focus is also just on that way where it's like 
when you're really in a relationship, even just like any sort of touch becomes this moment. And it's all this culmination of moments that make the actual act worth it and viable. And I just fucking stomp on my computer on Valentine's Day as I... (laughs) No, no, no. It's all really well done, and I appreciate the angle that it goes for. I'm curious to see where it goes from here and what exactly, like, the, the threshold is. Because it's also a relatively new series. Like, it came out back in, like, 2020. And so there are about eight official volume releases. I think volume nine is available on, like, manga decks and stuff. But, yeah, if you if this at all sounded interesting to you and you haven't already caught it, I highly recommend. Sounds good to me. I will, in fact, check it out at some point. Um, I'm planning on reading Trigun pretty soon, uh, but maybe after that I can do that, because I, I am curious to get some context for Stampede. Yeah, I'll do that eventually. Mm-hmm. God, I forget if I There's a lot to do <laughs> in this I, I don't know. Like, I forget if I mention it, but it's like I've definitely come across people that are like, oh, you've got to get into like, um, the original manga, then you do the anime, and then you do same. And it's like, sure. I get that I'm probably missing some context, but also Stampede feels like a thing that is wanting to do its own thing just entirely with the IP. And so if I want to just watch Stampede right now, I think I'll just watch Stampede right now. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I I definitely like am concerned that I'll get like too far into Trigun reading it because I tend to read things pretty fast and then I'll be like, oh, what about Stampede? Whatever, I just read this, you know, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Reading is great. Reading is good for you. It's awesome. Um, bold statement here. It's kind of all we do on this show, actually, <laughs> since we all read subtitles. <laughs> I was, I can't believe, I, this is way go, going way back now, but like, with A Place for the Universe, there's not a dub. Oh, wow. I thought and that's crazy to me. Because I was like, when I was halfway through the series, I was sort of like, oh, this is a Crunchyroll production. I was curious to see, like, like what what is the dub quality? Like, let me see. If, and it was, there was none. And I was like, what? It feels so weird considering it's a Crunchyroll production, you know, like you'd you'd assume. I I I think like um yeah, from what I'm looking at, it looks like one of those weird things where the dub was only available to Southeast Asia. Like it's one of those weird situations. Uh, that's what it looks like. Um from this information I'm pulling up. It, it seems like for only Southeast Asia got an English dub and it's not <laughs> Despite being on streaming platforms, it's that it, you, you can't get that um, if you're in North America. Really weird. How strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of strange, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is up to you. Uh, LV, what else have you been watching? Oh, yeah, sure. I think to cap things off, I guess, like if this is a good place. To yeah, do sure. That, um, I, <clears throat> yeah, I like bizarrely appropriate like i feel like a lot of the string of things i've been catching up to would have all involved couples in some capacity uh <laughs> uh star-crossed or otherwise and yeah i would love to talk about the strange uh series the tale of outcast uh which uh for anyone who's been 
following up on it uh, keeps getting compared to Ancient Magus Bride, which I, I do partially agree. It is very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> like, if you look at it, it's like, huh, what's going on here? Um, and um, I think this is based on a... Yes, it is. It is based on a manga series. Um, and uh, the premise is that you got you got you got this um orphaned girl um and yeah she's she's being forced to beg on the streets to survive like her 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 current her her current means of shelter is like this really horrible like hypocritical fucked up like priest who who just like who just who just makes her beg for his for his sake and get you know like and for him, for her to get him money and stuff like that he just keeps her in an attic and he treats her poorly he doesn't feed her properly um but what keeps her at peace is that she confines in what the the word they're using in the translation is a demon, um, some sort of demon um, named Marbus. Marbus. He's, this, he's, he's like my best way to describe how he looks like uh, verbally is that yeah he looks like a he looks like a lion guy he looks like a lion guy with horns that's all I can say. Um, he, I'm just gonna say he's a furry he's like a furry I, I this is gonna be. <laughs> There are yeah. other furries in the series I will go into, uh, but yeah, he's like an anthropomorphic lion guy with uh, with horns, um, and she only she can see him, and it's only and it, like it seems like it's going with this kind of like with common in uh, Western mythology and folklore over like yeah you can't see you can't see magical yeah you can't see magical creatures unless you really believe in them or you have a reason to you know which is which is very yeah a recurring thing um, in folklore like that um, and yeah. He just, he, he's, he's just, he's like a cold personality. He's just whatever. But he listens to her. He thinks she's interesting. And he has this whole, like, self-loading thing going on where, like, I've been, I've been walking this world for, for, for centuries. I'm immortal. I, I have nothing to live for. I can't, I can't, I don't even have the urge to be evil or do fucked up things anymore as a demon. Oh. He's like, so, yeah, he's just like, I'm just here. And I, I guess I'm helping this girl be, like, a shoulder to cry on, etc. And like, yeah, he, but he genuinely, he genuinely sees something in her. You know, is it love? Who knows? It probably is, right? Uh, <laughs> we'll get there. Um, and um, one day, she finally finds out the priest uh, is is selling her off to some aristocrat. And uh, it turns out, uh, yeah. So this, the first episode of the series starts off on an insane edge lordy note. Um, I, I forewarning, but yeah, it turns out the priest might be like a, a, a child abuser, some, someone fucked up like that. And she's like, God, you know, and, and then we get we get treated to her backstory where she actually used to have an older brother who she recalled that the same thing happened to him. He was sold off to a rich person. I had never heard from him again. When I tried to look up uh, where he went, they said that mansion didn't exist. It's her, all this thing. Um, and um, it wasn't. And then and then the, when Marbos, the demon's like, well, I can't do anything. Uh, would would you? I I don't want to make the pack with you, and like there's no reason for you to make. It. You know, there's again they do explain the rules within the yeah. I I think naturally within the story of like yeah, like demon again the whole thing of where demons can make packs with people, packs with people, all that. Um, they call them they call the person a contractor, which is really weird to me. <laughs> they call the person a contractor to the demon. Like okay, very strange. Um, but um. Uh, yeah, uh, but then she ends up getting sold to the rich person. Yeah, he he's about to torture her. Fucked up. Oh God! But then of course he steps in on time. He's like, no, 
Only n <laughs> very strange. Like he always only then does he step. It's like, oh shit! I didn't realize how bad this was. I'm gonna step in and try to save this girl that I think I might like maybe. Um, meanwhile, uh, there are demons in this world, right? So of course there are demon hunters. Uh, <laughs> so there's some sort. So there's like these two demon hunter guys, and it turns out one of them is her brother. Oh my gosh, that's where he was this the whole drama. time. He became a. <laughs> she, she knows what she does. Yeah, all this thing. So they try to intervene. They have this whole clash. Nonetheless, here, insane, ed edgy first episode. She, This girl realizes life is pain, life is suffering. What is there to live for? Only this demon can save me. I love it, baby. I don't know. And I, I trust that he'll protect me. To like, And I, my, the, my only freedom from this world is to just travel like with this demon. I, I don't want him to leave me, etc. So in order to properly make a pact with him, because... Um, I don't know. I for, who, who is this man? I don't know. Is this Satan? Lucifer? I actually don't recall what this character was. But anyway, in the midst of this demon trying to save her from this fucked up rich guy, um, this, 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 this thing that looks like a representation of Lucifer. I don't know what that is. I forgot their name already. But anyway, some sort of oversteer of all demons and the, the, the ruling of demons being like, you're going too far, Marbus. You can't save this girl. She didn't make a pact with you. You got to leave her alone and do your demon thing. I don't know what is stopping her from that, but like, whatever. A demon more powerful said, you can't do that shit. So the girl hears this and she's like, I got to make a pact with him now. I got to fucking leave this place. And she chooses to sacrifice her eyesight. So, so there's a shot of Marvis carrying this poor girl walking out of a burning building with blood coming out of her eye. What the fuck is going on with this first episode? Um, and anyway, so now she's blind the rest of the series. That is her thing. She is now blind. She actually can't see because she trusts this guy to see the world for her. She trusts this demon to see the world for her on her, on her behalf. How romantic. Sure. Uh, <laughs> anyway, what's... Anyway, the part, the whole, the whole thing with the series is that these are these two wandering souls rejected by society. You know, wandering out and they're traveling, trying to find a, a, a manner piece, right? And now, so we got the brother, Demon Hunter, and you would think that would be a problem. Like, oh shit, my sister is now with this demon. I have to, you know, my job is to kill that demon who's, you know, second episode that gets resolved, actually. <laughs> they, 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 they literally fight and they're like, you know what? Cool. I'm not going to kill you, buddy, but you got to protect my sister who's now blind. What the fuck happened here? Why is she blind? Anyway, peace. I'm going to run into you again later on. <laughs> So I guess the brother demon hunter is like sure I I I'm gonna leave her. Be it's very strange. Like you would think all these years, like he would be more like he, which he was, but he's not like I'm gonna stay with them. I'm not gonna like. He's just like I'm gonna leave her be with the demon. So anyway, rest of the series is them yet yeah, having these like kind of like episodic scenarios where they're meeting other people. They're meeting other contractors who have a re relationship with a demon in some way. Other stories. One of the episodes is they meet another girl who also has a pact with a demon. And the plot twist was the girl was dead. So if you're dead, you can have a pact with a demon. <laughs> the world building is really insane. I, I, and I'm here for it. I, I'm like, sure. I, okay. Sure. Um, and, uh, uh, and, and yeah, this is the tale of Outcast. I'm, I'm, I'm losing my mind because as I'm talking about this, I I still think 
the angel next door is more insane. I know that's bizarre for me to say. I still think that series is more insane than what I than this like occult like fantasy series. Uh huh. Um, no, but- no, I get you. Like, there's this notion of like. <laughs> like oh sure yeah there are demons and all this stuff whatever but like these aren't like you know there'll be echoes of of, of humanity in them uh, right. and then and then what you described I I feel like there's there's an absence of humanity there is <laughs> it is like near automata the robots are just acting things out that <laughs> they think they're supposed to in a way that's like disconcerting I have to help this boy um <laughs> um. And, uh, yeah, and, and yeah, like, right now, I, I, I think what's, like, crazy about this tale of Alcos is, yeah, like, they're just throwing out rules out the door. I'm like, okay, why not, right? Um, yeah, Marbus can also, yeah, there seems to also be something at stake here where, yeah, of course, there's actually, like, so, okay, so there's the brother demon hunter. Of course, there's going to be other demon hunters who don't know what's going on here. Like, oh, they're going to fucking kill it, and, you know. Um, but Marbus also has the ability. So weird, yeah, sometimes people can see him and sometimes they don't. Not consistent about that, but hmm. sure. Um, and um, and Marbus is also able to actually take on the appearance of a human just so casually when people when he realizes people do see him. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to be, you know. But that is actually kind of slowly killing him. That's taking away his power. It's like, oh, no, the more he's being human, the more it, it's like, oh, man, it's hitting all those tropes. I see. Uh-huh. Yeah, classic beauty and the beasting, right? Um, and they're also inconsistent about, like, she's blind now. But sometimes she doesn't act that way, you know. It's like, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know. And they had a gag in like the second episode when they realized, oh shit, she needs new clothes, which they really commit to. And I, and 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 so far, any jokes they do with it, I don't, you know. Again, I'm someone who can see, so I don't know the extent of like, is this insensitive? Like, I don't know what's going on here. But there's a joke where like they're trying to shop for new clothes for, her, and you know, and she's describing how she feels about the clothes, which is like, oh, okay, yeah. So they're really be saying like she just feels the clothes, she doesn't see the clothes, and she's like, oh, this is doesn't feel good but we as the audience the joke is like we see what the how ridiculous she looks and these clothes marbus is trying to pick with her and he has no sense of style for a girl right and then at some point she says i'll just do this myself and then she realizes she can't see she forgot to see it's like oh no okay all right but yeah other times there's like a lot of scenes especially in high points of action where um they don't really commit to the fact that like she's not used to not seeing you know, like she's not used to this like new normal, no, new normal for her, and it's it's a little weird, which I think shows a lot too. Where the animation quality feels like, and again, not bad, it's fine. But when you look at the series too, my first thing immediately is like, whoa, this looks like this was made in twenty ten. Like it looks much older than it should be. Like something about the digital animation style and the color palette they're going for, like really makes this look not contemporary too so it doesn't help a lot to when 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 like a character who has like a disability like that that deserves to be retreated well and depicted well like it the animation doesn't service it at all because the animation isn't that great anyway (laughs) we're like you know like there would be a lot of nuances to her behavior i think that would really help that but yeah so far it feels like right now like a weird secondary thing just to give a justification as to why she needs to depend on this demon guy right so that's kind of what's going on she has a cool cane, though. She gets a cool cane and cloak. That, that, right. that, that, that's fine. That's Just like Max. Uh, <laughs> I think my best read of a review of the series was um, the the writer wrote, this is a series um, I, I can't enjoy anymore at the age I'm in. 
<laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, no, no, you, I get you it. Like mean no, by totally, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's the black butler style. Yeah, thing like, almost. oh wow, I wish I was in this. Like, this is a fucked up yeah. world. Yeah, you know what? There's pretty men to protect me. I can do. I, yeah, it's just. <laughs> Uh-huh. Which just goes to my disbelief of like what is going on in this series. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I'm fine with stuff like that getting made over the other thing you're describing, which oh, is yeah. like I <laughs> Yeah. Very twisted. I, God, we need to go back to there being like four anime a season. Like straight up. We need to go uh-huh. back. Like it's not good. It's not it's not good. <clears throat> As it someone who just... watches all the Isekai, it's not good. <laughs> You know how they talk about how, like Hollywood's a bubble wing and a burst? It's the same thing with the anime right now. Yeah. <laughs> um Alright, but yeah, let's let's we'll wrap it up since you know we're we had to record a little late since y'all went out to the film. Uh might as well, you know, take it a little easy and we'll talk more next time. Um next time it was John's turn to pick. Mm-hmm. John, would you like to dis- tell us what you have picked? Um so, I'm gonna be honest with you, I kind of picked something randomly because I bought it on Blu-ray for, like, $2, uh, like, yeah. a year ago, <laughs> and I never what watched it. What better reason is there? Yeah, so, uh, I have a copy of Liz and the Bluebird, and, uh, that's what we're gonna watch. Alright, I've been meaning to watch this, so I'm glad mm-hmm. that we we are getting a chance because i would not otherwise probably um another rewatch for me oh wow well okay (laughs) when i pick my fucking one in two months you need to like tell me if you've seen it okay you need to tell me it's good because like i say it's a rewatch but it's like i literally like again with this one it's like i I watched it the one time and i haven't thought about it i know you'll be like oh i'm learning something new but i i you can learn something wholly new once, you know? That's what I want. I want All right. To... I'd recommend the freaking Bible if you're looking for one. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. And there are animals. Anyway. I, uh, no. <laughs> Don't say that. Science yeah. cult or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, check that out. Be pretty good. I've only heard good things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we're going to check that out next time. Um. Yeah, the usual bit here. Uh, you know, patreon.com VGCC. Uh, three dollars gets you everything one week early, like this show right here. Um, as always, we take opinions over at videogamechoochoo.tumblr.com/ask or Twitter or Discord, wherever. Just you know, like drop an opinion. Just say that it's for the podcast, and we will write it down. Um. And yeah, so we're watching that next time. We watched A Place for the Universe. That was picked by, who was that Beryl? That was mm-hmm. Beryl's uh, put in? Yeah, thanks, mm-hmm. thanks Beryl. Uh, you can put in things over there on the Patreon if you want us to watch anything. We still have a list to go through, but, you know, we don't do this shit in order. So if it just sticks out to us, we will just grab it. Um, and as always, thanks for listening. Um Thank you all for joining me, and we will see you next time on another episode of Unlimited Realmworks. Works.